Two free throws for 60. A 60-point game for Kobe Bryant. What a performance. What an exit for number 24. You couldn't have written this. 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Step back. Walker. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back. This is episode two of the Double O's podcast, the Game House's official basketball podcast. It's about to be the new year, and you know we're just excited to be back talking hoops. NBA season just started the other week. We're about three or four games in, and I am just personally, I'm just so happy to have ball back. It's just been it's been super fun, super exciting, and we're basically gonna just jump right in. We're gonna break down some of the first few early games, what we think of a few teams. Even though it's a bit early in the season, I think I think we've got a handful of games where I think you'll agree with me on on this Tyrese that you can start to get at least like a, a basic look. At like you can, we're starting to see who who who's really like did had a good off season, who's really showing out and who's not. Wouldn't you agree, man? Yeah, I'll agree. I mean, what five games in, you can definitely tell um, what teams have made big moves and on who's done well. And then, of course, like you said, there's been a lot of bombs as well. There's been a lot of people teams that have just been horrible and um. I'm gonna let you start off, man. What teams you think did well? Yeah, bro. It's it's been an interesting start to the season. I'm telling you, like if we just go look at the um at the top four in each conference, we're talking Eastern Conference, it's Magic, Cavs, Pacers, and Sixers. And then in the West, we got Clippers, Suns, Kings, Jazz. So like right at the top, especially in the Eastern Conference, you're thinking, what <laughs> like what the hell is going on? We have so we have first the Magic are the only undefeated team left already five games in. Well, they're 4-0 right now. But I wanted to start off talking about them because they have just looked real nice. You know, they snuck into the playoffs last year as they have the last few years. They've been, you know, they've been a routine seventh or eighth seed, just just barely sneaking in based off, like, the play of, like, Fucevic. And then they got, you know, they have some decent players around them. But I don't think really anyone was expecting this, man, because – um that didn't really seem like they made a ton of moves. And then John Isaac, he's missing the whole season. And a lot of people thought he would be their best player this year. So it's it's just whack that they're they're coming out here. I mean, they haven't exactly faced the toughest schedule, but they're winning games. They're winning them big. And for me, I think a lot of that has to do with Marco Holtz. You know, people were too quick to label him a bust. He's come out this year and just really shown why, like, he was that dude in, in college at Washington. He is just... He's a natural-born scorer inside. He can give you a little bit of everything. Quick with the hands on the steal. Bit of a bit of a passing game. You know the shot's not entirely there yet, but like it doesn't matter. And I think that's what the Magic have always been missing, like that, that dynamic, like first-tier, like borderline all-star guard. And I I would say like this start isn't a fluke. I could really see them being like a like a top four or five team. Um, I, I don't know if you agree on that because I think a lot of people just see that they were playing like the Cavs and the Knicks and I'm like, oh, like they're not, they're not going to keep that up. But what do you think? You think the Magic are going to keep that up or not? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, the Magic have surprised me a lot, but then also they haven't really because Magic is, the Magic have been on playoff teams for the last two years. They've been in the eighth seed. 
But you know, I think this year they'll probably get past that AC. Um, actually, though, I think they'll you know be competitive this year. Like you said with Fultz, Fultz just got the extension. Congrats to him. A lot of people, you know, slept on Fultz and they wanted to write him off early. The kid's only 22 years old. He's only we're like he, we're the we're the same age. I don't know how old you are, Spence, but I mean I'm finna turn turning. I'm I'm about to turn 22, and Markel Fultz is only 22. It's his third year in the league, second full season right now. So, and he's averaging 20 points per game. He's doing pretty well. The uh, Magic was also going to trade, you know, guys like Gordon Fournier in the offseason. I'm glad they mm. stuck around with those guys. They re-signed Isaac. Um, hopefully, I uh, want to see Mo Bama get some more PT. Hopefully, he can, you know, come to his own. Cole Anthony was a good pickup in the um, in the draft. Him with him and Fultz in the in the backcourt, man, that's going to be insane. So, Magic has done a great job. The Pistons have done a, a decent job so far. Hayes looks like he's going to be a good guy. Um, Griffin is playing his ball he's playing his game so the Cavs are insane uh Sexton's been playing well um that love injury is going to hurt though he's going to be out for the next couple weeks so we'll see how they do without him um Drummond has been a guy that I think he might stay there for a while depending on how this season goes but I guess we'll see though but yeah I like what I'm seeing so far in the East yeah bro I I agree with you on the Cavs I think um they just look nice to me but unlike the Magic I don't really think I don't see them as a playoff team this year you know because they're they've been playing some bad teams, but they've also been like winning close games. It's not they haven't really been impressing in the same way the Magic have, where they're like blowing they're blowing these close games out the water. But the the Cavs, I I wasn't coming into the season like super impressed. It's like with Darius Garland and Colin Sexton as a backcourt, I wasn't really seeing it personally, especially last year. Garland to me especially looked very um, not NBA ready, but they both come out. And just showed out, man. They've been scoring. The defense is still lacking a bit, but you can definitely see the pieces starting to come together, especially since Isaac Okoro, you know, their fifth overall pick, hasn't even had a good start to the year. He's been shooting poor, but they're still winning games. So I'm excited to see um, what comes out of them. I'm thinking maybe if they get a bit of light, they can sneak into the playoffs, but it remains to be seen. Um, Yeah, and those are like in the East, those are my teams that I think have just been impressing me um, lately. Big shout out to the Pacers as well. I thought they had a good start, but um, I sort of expected them to be good. You know, with Sabonis coming in after an all-star year, I thought he got a lot of disrespect. Not not a lot of people talk about him because, you know, first time all-star last year under the age of 25, he's come out this year and continued to dominate. He impressed me a lot. And also, I appreciate you shouting out the Pistons, man. Even though they're 0-4, I feel like they've been in every game, which is really important for a team like that. Their young dudes are getting, you know, they're getting experience, and they're also getting in these close games. So, yeah, I appreciate the shout-out for them because a lot of people just look at the record and are like, oh, they suck. But, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I had, to be honest, I had to, especially, like, how we came at them the first episode and what we said about their offseason moves. I mean – yeah, like you, even though they haven't won a game yet, which they'll hopefully they'll get a win soon. But you know, they, they got a decent team. Well, it looks like so far they've been like you said they've been competitive. I think they went overtime. I forgot what team they went in overtime with, but they they've been competitive. Hayes has been has been pretty decent. Hopefully, um, um, Saku, um, the guy that they just drafted um the year before, um, hopefully he comes into his own. Blake is gonna be Blake. Mm-hmm. D Rose will be D Rose. So will they be? Will they be a playoff team? Of course not. Will they be competitive <laughs> this year? I hope so. 
But I mean, yeah, I see. I can see the future is bright for those guys. Yeah. What do you think about the West, though? What teams um, surprised you in the West? Uh, the West for me has mainly been. There's only really been one team who's impressed me right off the bat, and that is the Phoenix Suns. Have just looked. They have been real good. I love the Chris Paul trade this off season. I thought you know he Chris Paul's that dude, great point guard. He's been doing it for a number of years, just coming into teams and just making them into winners. And I think he's doing a lot of that with Phoenix. He hasn't really shot the ball especially well to start out, but you can tell his facilitating has just taken like a load off the offense that was like more placed on Devin Booker's shoulders last year, even with Ricky Rubio there. Like he's at his added defense. It's just all been great. But I think the real story with Phoenix has been like their role players have been stepping up this year. I don't know if you watched a lot of Phoenix games, but Booker and Paul have both had some games where they were looking, they were looking off, man. So, and then guys like Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and Dario Saric have just been have been stepping up when it matters. And I think that's what really separates a team, like a team who's like a borderline playoff team from like those top tier teams. That when your stars are having an off night, you have dudes like that who can who can step it up. And I think a great example, they just played the Pelicans the other night. I don't know if you watched this game, Tyrese, but yeah. they won by um I think they won by almost 20. It was like it was a blowout. And they and both Booker and Paul just did not play well. And they still won by like I think neither of them even got to 10 points. And they still played well because I think Cam Johnson scored almost 20. Bridges was playing the was having had the clamps on defense. And that's that's the sign of me of like your team is good. If you're if your role players like that can carry you to a win versus like not even an like the Pelicans are decent. So that's not a bad win, especially when your stars aren't playing. I, I like I love the way they've been playing. Um, what do you think about the Suns, man? Yeah, because they're honestly, I'm I think they're gonna be a threat for a top four seed this year. Um, Phoenix Suns. Uh, I've watched a couple of their games so far. Um, I did watch that Pelicans game, and you know Sark was making his shots. Cal Bridges was playing well. Um, like, like you said, their bench has definitely been stepping up. Um, I think with Paul there. I think I said they have an actual big three now with him, Booker, and then hopefully Aiden. You know, Aiden has been solid as well, but I feel like with, you know, Paul being there facilitating, he can get Aiden in the ball in the post more, mm-hmm. maybe see a lot of um, more lobs or stuff like that. It could go back to, like, which we used to saw and um, we used to see back in um, and when he was in L.A. with the Clippers. Out would oh. be to that extent, I don't think so, but I think, you know, Aiden, that would be a way you can get Aiden going offensively. Um, I think that do I see them as a top four seed? I, I I I think you could say that. Maybe I think I think they'll definitely either be a top five seed. I can definitely see them being maybe like a fifth or sixth seed as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just with Paul, if Paul can have that same production that he did last year with the Thunder, and if he can, um, you know, get guys like if you got guys like Shy and um, um, Schroeder to play the way they play. I know definitely that um, Booker's going to, you know, come out of his shell and play even better instead of average of 25 or average 27. And, yeah, I think they'll make a, a good run to playoffs, but that'll be remain to be seen. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, for sure, bro. I'm just I'm, – I'm definitely going to have to tune in some, to some more Suns games this year. But um, otherwise in the West, there hasn't been – I don't know if this is the same for you, but there haven't been too many teams that have impressed me. You've got a lot of teams in the West right now that are just um, playing like they have one good game one night and then they look 
awful the next night. I know my trailblazers have been a prime example of that. You know, just the other night on right after Christmas, we beat the Lakers by like a solid win, beat them by 10. And then last night we just get crushed by the, by the other LA team. So I think that is what's been happening to a lot of these, um, a lot of these Western conference teams. I don't know. Do you have anyone else who's been like really standing out to you, even if like the record doesn't show it that have just been, you know, playing some good basketball? Um, Spurs, um, they were looking pretty good um, so far. I saw like um, the game when they were playing the Pelicans and they lost that game. It was a close game. Um, I mean, but even though they lost that game, it, I can just tell, you know, the guys that they got are coming into their own. Murray, Walker, I, I liked Lonnie Walker when he got drafted and he's gotten better every year. I think he's going to be the next guy for them. So Lonnie Walker is going to be a guy to look out for. Um, if Aldridge can stay healthy, I know he was hurt. If he can stay healthy, then, you know, Spurs can make a run. Will they make the playoffs? I think they might. They might make an AC. Um, the Rosen mm-hmm. and Gay are getting uh, – are, we're playing start – we're playing good at the start of the season. Rudy Gay and the Rosen are playing pretty good. So, you know, uh, I wanted to also, you know, guys that come off the bench, like maybe Trey Jones and hopefully Patty Mills can get some PT. I don't, I don't think he played yet. Or maybe he was hurt. I didn't see him play that much. So, yeah, I think the Spurs are you know, a good team – that I think will be a shock to watch, even though they missed the playoffs last year. I think they can try to make it this year. Um, as you said, the Trailblazers, they had a bad loss, but they didn't have a worse loss than the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers lost by 50. <laughs> That's the record. Oh, my God. I mean, 50 yeah. points, man. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Let's, let's break that down right now, actually. Yeah, that loss. I mean, the only thing good you can say about it is at least it came versus a team like the Dallas Mavericks, where – it's it's not understandable, but it's still you can start to wrap your head around it when you realize they were the best offense in the league last year, and they're they're really capable of doing that to anyone on any any given night. But for the Clippers, like man, that's got to be like the most demoralizing thing. Even if Kawhi was sitting out, you know, with um, easy buses mouth open in the game in the game before that, so he was sitting out. But you still gotta wonder like. That team should be better than that. Like, no team should be losing by 50. I don't care how – I don't care if you're, like, the 2012 Bobcats. You shouldn't be losing by 50 at the half. It was just – it was just incredible, honestly, to watch. It was, like, 27 points at halftime. Luckily, the score didn't get any worse by the end, but didn't matter. Still lost by 51. Yeah, well, I mean – but honestly, here's my thing with that. The Clippers – even though they got that loss by 50, they're the number one seed in the comments right now, which I think a lot of people are not giving them respect for because they're just like, oh, haha, you lost by lost by 51 to the Mavericks. You suck. But then if you look at the rest of their schedule, they beat the Lakers, they beat the Nuggets, and they beat the Blazers, and none of those games were particularly close. So is this more of like the Clippers are just a bad team again, or are they going to be playoff chokers again, or is it more – they just need Kawhi to be successful because, like, when Kawhi sits, this team sort of a wreck. Like, what do you think? I personally, I think it was a bit of an overblown loss. I mean, still sucks, but do you think it was really like all that bad? That's a good question. Is it an overreaction or is it a right reaction? Honestly, I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Like, I'm gonna just like be a hundred size with you. Like, even though. The Clippers are number one in the conference, and that's great. They beat the Lakers and all that. That's grand, but it's like you lost by 50. <laughs> you lost by 50. <laughs> like, no team has ever done that in NBA history. Like, you lost by 50. Yes, you had 
Kawhi didn't play. I know with the you know with the the mouth stuff, the injury and the stitches and all that, yeah. But I mean, you got Paul George, you got Lou Williams, you got guys on that team that could still play. There's no reason why you should be losing by 50. I think you're losing like 40 at halftime. Yeah, you can't be losing by 50. It's a it, you're an NBA team, and it, but you know, things happen, but they don't happen like this. So I, they're they're a good team. They they'll um get together. Um, with Kawhi, they're definitely one of the better teams in the league. They're still one of the best top teams in the West. Um, they they they've shown some um they've shown some um pretty good showings as you said so far. I guess these I guess the um, playoff perennial teams later on in the season that we'll probably see again. But um yeah, I'm just um the Clippers. I I, I was I said on the first episode that the Clippers were one of those teams where I don't know about them yet and. Will they be as good as last year? So far, they seem to, you know, still be good, if not even better. So, even with the guys that they've lost, especially with losing um Harold. So, yeah. So, I, speaking on speaking on um Montrez Harold and and then like switching them out to the Lakers. Honestly, I think them switching him for Ibaka was has really turned out good so far. I don't know. I don't know how much of LA the two LA teams you've been watching, but um. Harrell has looked a bit – he's looked a bit out of it in, in L.A. with the Lakers because I remember, yeah, when he was playing the Blazers especially, you know, I was tuned into that game obviously. He um, he was just not not doing great in crunch time. Harrell's never been a dude who comes out there and, and gives you good defense. He's more of like an instant offense sort of player. Well, um, well I feel like for the Clippers, replacing him with Sergio Baca gives him a more – well-rounded dude who can still search a in his time. Like he can get some buckets for you. Obviously not at the same level as Harold, but Abaga's also, you know, he's a, he's a prime defender. Great, great shot blocker. He can shoot the three and he's shown it this year that I think he's a better fit with that Clippers team, dude. He's come out and he's averaged 15 points a game, getting some boards, getting some blocks. And he's just doing like everything you need, like from a center while Montrez Harold. You know, he has – he's obviously not going to be shooting, like, so poorly for the rest of the season. But, it like, I think come playoff time, Abaga is a better player for them, man, for the Clippers. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, for sure, bro. It's been um, – but we're going to have to see, you know. Lakers, they did make a ton of new offseason signings. But, yeah, Harrell won. I wasn't so sure about. But um, I think that does it for me in terms of – like teams who have really stood out on either end. Like the rest of the teams have just sort of been, you know, both comments have just sort of been like either I can't really tell um, how good they're going to be this year, you know, because a lot of teams have had some good games, some bad games. Remains to be seen. But I do want to talk. There are There is one team in particular I want to talk about who I've just – they're sort of like a red flag team for me, as in even though – They've only played three games so far. I've already seen some things where I'm like, hold on, like something something is up from last year. And that team for me is the Toronto Raptors. Mm. They have just been, yeah, I don't know if you've tuned in any of their games, man, but they have just been, they've looked weird. They're coming out last year, we're a game seven away from making the Eastern Conference Finals. And this year, without Gasol and Ibaka down low, it is hitting them hard. Like their defense, especially inside, has not looked good. Siakam is he he doesn't look like he can can carry an offense right now. Kyle Lowry's just getting older, man. And then yeah, Fred Van Vliet. He, Fred Van Vliet's been pretty good, but 
you know, he's a bit undersized as a shooting guard. And they've had some big, they've had some major problems playing, especially on the defensive end. So they just looked out of whack for me. I definitely think they're still a playoff team, but you got to think with the way they've been playing that their window to like really get back to the even another conference finals is, is sort of closed. When you think? Wow, um, man. Well, the, well, I'll say like this: this is not the Toronto Raptors. This is the Tampa Raptors this year. So, <laughs> oh so, yeah, I forgot. So that's so that's probably why they're. So that's probably why they're playing the way they're playing. Maybe if they were in, you know, Toronto, they would probably be playing well. But you know, maybe that might be effect. That might be a reason why they're, you know, not playing too well. That I'm just saying, I'm putting that out there. That that might be a reason. But um, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. when you when when you're losing when you lose two, you know, two of your starting, you know, power forward and centers, and Gasol even Gasol went to I believe Gasol went to Lakers and then what Ibaka went to the Clippers. I mean, that's you can't. I mean, that's a tough loss. Both of those guys were, you know. Able to crash the boards and get rebounds. Um, Marcus Saul was getting older, but he he still hold his own in the paint. He's definitely going to get some points still, get blocks. And, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Michael was just a, you know a defensive guy, always been a defensive guy, but he can you know score as well. So those two guys with the, with the loss of them, I don't even know who they're starting power forward or center is. Do you know? Um, I know Chris Boucher starting for them at power forward. I yeah. honestly don't know who's starting for them at center right now, man. But, yeah, I think that's a thing. So they lost those two guys and didn't really replace them with anyone. I think they were just hoping dudes could step up, either like some guys on two-way contracts. But, obviously, it hasn't worked out so far. Yeah, see that? Like that, you got to find somebody to, um, you know, make a trade. Try to get somebody. You know, it's this might sound crazy. Why don't, try to, why don't you try to, you know, go after somebody like Blake Griffin? You know, that's somebody that can easily come to the power forward or center position that can give rebounds, that can easily score the ball because he's been able to score the ball for Detroit, you know. And if I'm Detroit, I might as well try to trade Blake Griffin. No offense to – I know Detroit has Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin has been good for him, but Detroit's not really going anywhere right now. I don't think, like I said, they're not going to be in the playoffs this year unless they surprise me or surprise the whole league. But um, they should definitely try to um think about trading him or something like that. Or if I'm, why not try to get somebody from the Knicks? Um, Knicks had all those power forwards there for a minute. Yo, you know, Julius, Julius Randle's been coming to his own. I don't know if Bobby Portis is still there. Bobby Portis, he's right. on the he's on the Bucks. Yeah, so he's, he's already Bucks gone. Too. But so yeah, I mean, I, you got yeah, to find somebody. Yeah, I agree. I was literally gonna say Julius Randle before you brought that up because. He has had a great start to the year, man. And the Knicks, he, I mean, the Knicks are probably still looking to flip him because he's definitely not fitting in their timeline. So the Raptors, yeah, I would definitely see them looking. I'm thinking Randall, like Blake Griffin, like you said, some of these dudes who are on big contracts on bad teams. LaMarcus Aldridge, another dude we already talked about who could be available. Yeah, I, I think they really, if the Raptors want to be like another, like they, if they want to be a top four or five seed again, they're going to have to flip for like, someone who could work down low but if not i i don't know i don't know where they're where they're gonna be man i'm thinking for me if they keep playing like this they're a seven or eight seed to be honest with you i hate to say it but we'll see i'll say this though fam the biggest loser in all this is tampa if the raptors don't do well in tampa well they ain't getting the expansion team still i'll tell you that oh they know (laughs) yeah i don't think tampa's getting the expansion team if the raptors suck let's be real yeah, I mean, but Seattle's Seattle deserves the expansion team first, so you you right. know they need their team back. <laughs> well, that's true. 
I mean, but you know, like the reason why how like Oklahoma City got, I know we're getting on top, but the reason why like Oklahoma City got, you know, their expansion team was um how um when um New Orleans during that time of Hurricane Katrina, they played in Oklahoma City for a little while. And then they they were they were getting traction over there in Oklahoma City while they were playing. Yeah. So and then so they were thinking, you know, years passed and then what, I think a couple years passed and then Oklahoma City gets a team and of course their fan base is has been great over there at OKC. Even though it's a smaller market, it's still a great fan base. So for sure, you know, bro. I, for sure. that'll be that'll be something that we'll have to talk about in another episode. But um, let's talk about rookies, man. You say you want to talk about um some of the younger guys that have impressed you so far. Um, who's been impressing you? Uh, yeah, I want to start it off with my boy straight out of North Carolina, Cole Anthony on the Magic has looked. He is like nice next to Marco Fultz. He's doing he's doing a lot of what I thought he was going to do in the NBA. I think in college on that watching a lot of that UNC team, but Cole Anthony was far and away the most talented dude on that team. So when you don't really have anyone to pass to, when you're basically the entire offense, your numbers, like especially the shooting splits, are going to look a bit ugly, and that's what ended up happening with him. So he fell in the draft. What what who probably should a guy who probably should have been, in my opinion, a top ten pick, fell to I think sixteen, seventeen it was. So he was um, yeah he was drafted pretty far down there. But then when he when he got surrounded with NBA level talent who can shoot the ball, who he can rely on to also make some offense, he's he's been great, especially just as like a guard who can really do a bit of everything. You know, he's he's a, he's tall for the guard position. He's been grabbing I think five about five boards and also getting five assists a game. He's just he's he's the type of dude you want next to a next to a driving guard like Marco Fultz. He can shoot the three a bit. He can do, he can, he can, he's a great secondary playmaker and, you know, he can get those boards. I've, I've really been impressed with him just like I've been impressed with the magic. He's like, he's my dude and I'm super happy that he's been, he's been showing out in the league. Yeah, I agree. You know, Edwards is not, not um, Anthony has been on my fault, but I was going to say Edwards. I'm thinking about Edwards, but um, yeah, you yeah I agree, man. Um, I agree. Anthony's been solid for the magic. Like I said, Earlier, those two guys with him and Fultz, you know, paired side by side. I think they got a good um, um, guard tandem uh, for the years to come. They're both young guys. So I think the Magic have done some there. We'll see how that works out in the near future. Um, rookies that have impressed me so far, Edwards has been doing pretty well. I think he's been coming off the bench, and he's been averaging like 16 points coming off the bench. Yeah. yeah. He's just been able to, um, he's been able to produce. And uh, I don't know how, how the Timberwolves record is looking-wise. But I, I think they had lost the game the other day, like, about 20 or something. So, I mean, yeah. I think, you know, the Timberwolves, I'm not expecting much from the Timberwolves, but, you know, I'll try to catch a couple of games this year just to see how Edwards is um, coming along. Um, the, the Warriors start off rough right now. They haven't been able to, you know, get things going. Um, uh, they've been struggling, you know, especially with um, Wiggins and um, – Wiggins and uh, – what's his name? Wiggins and Oubre. Yeah, Wiggins and Oubre have been struggling really bad, man. Yeah, I've yeah. seen stuff on Twitter about them like throwing up bricks and stuff like that. And <laughs> they can build a house with bricks. Uh, I, that's funny. I mean, that's, that's hilarious. Oh my man. god! Yeah, but it was Wiseman. Wiseman has been solid for him. Though. Wiseman has been pretty decent for him. Uh, he's been averaging like good 16, 15 points per game. He's been good. Lamelo Ball has made some plays. Um, when he's been playing, he's made a couple of nice passes. Yo, for sure. Yeah. And I think the last guy I think that's impressed me, even though I haven't heard of him, heard about him as much in the season, 
but in the preseason, he was balling. Uh, Maxi, Maxi had a couple good games, and in, in yeah. preseason where he was like he had like a twenty piece. So I was like, okay, so yeah, there's a couple good guys that I mean that I've seen so far that impressed me. But um, I'm just ready to see how they'll um play out for the rest of the year. Yeah, bro, I especially feel that with Wiseman, dude. On that, like, yeah, that Warriors team, that brick squad they got with um Wiggins and Oubre, they need someone to step up. And you know, he's been doing his best. He's even been um shooting like a few like a few mid-range few three-pointers which is not something anyone thought he was going to be doing because he's mostly been like a back to the basket sort of dude and he's he's had to do he's had to do what he's had to do he stepped up big for a team who needs him i like i like what the warriors got in him i think that was a good pick um edwards like you said been nice off the bench even though the timberwolves have been you know they haven't been great he's he's been showing out so which is all they're looking for they're looking for just Good play from their from their first round pick. He's been super nice. Um, yeah, that's um, those are the rookies who have really been impressing me. I'm trying to think. Tyrese Halliburton over on the Kings. Kings have had a good start. He's been nice. He knocked down some big jumpers the other night. And then oh, I forgot you you did mention Lamelo Ball. So he didn't like he had a few highlight reel plays, which I think people were like overrating a bit. You know they like they're nice plays, but he was dropping like two points in these games. You know, you feel me? But um, he had a monster game the other night, though. Actually, I think he dropped like twenty-two points, nine assists. He was just he hit like quite a few threes, man. So I'm just excited that he he finally got a shot down, at least for one game, because that was something I was worried about for him coming in. He didn't really show that he could shoot over in Australia, but yeah, he had a great game. I think it was last night. Actually, he was he was hooping. So, I'm excited to to watch him play. Um, Peyton Pritchard is the last dude I want to mention over on the over on the Celtics. You know, he was a dog in college out of Oregon, out of Oregon. First team, I think first team All American last year. But and he's come off their bench. Um, he's been nice. You know, another dude like Cole Anthony, where he get, he can give you a little bit a little bit of everything from the guard position. And I think Celtics have really needed that. Um, especially with Kimba out, he's had to play some more minutes. He's been impressing me, dude. Honestly, I, I don't know about you. I was I thought this draft class wasn't gonna come out the gates and like do anything that crazy, but they look good to me, dude. I, I think they've all like a lot of those top dudes have been immediately like pretty decent contributors at least. Yeah, I mean I agree. There a lot of guys have um have shown uh, they have held their own so far in these first couple of games. I know it's just, it's just a small sample size for this year, but you know, like like you've been saying all episode, and like I've been saying, you know, we're just excited just for this season just to be a back. And, um, you know, hopefully we see, you know, some of these guys become superstars in the future. Yeah, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait. So um, that's all I had on the agenda for today, man. Um, you know, I just can't wait to see, you know, what else what else plays out. Hopefully by the time we're, we're sitting down to record our next one, we're going to have a better idea of – of who's hot, who's not. But um for now it's just sort of a wait and see game to see who really comes out on top, man. And I'm and I'm so excited. I'm gonna be tuning in as much as possible. And um yeah, actually before we go, I wanna do one last thing for um New Year's. We're recording this New Year's Eve. Uh yeah, so it's New Year's coming right up. And I wanna say um just I hope, you know, NBA everything's better next year. I hope everyone um, just this year's better for everyone, man, because we had a, we all had a shitty 2020 and I'm hoping we can bounce back next year, bro. Most definitely. 
2020 was a, like you said, a very rough year for everybody. You know, we lost a lot of people in the sports world in general, you know, especially Kobe. Yeah, you know, that was a sure. big loss. But you know, you know, yesterday's history, what yesterday was history, tomorrow's a mystery. You know, we got a whole new year ahead of us. You know, I, I, I um, I'm hopeful, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for the future, not just basketball and sports in general, going back to having fans back in the stadium soon. Hopefully the COVID stuff can um, mm-hmm. go away soon. And hopefully, you know, like I'm even excited about, you know, the future of this podcast. And, you know, we got a lot more content coming up on the way for you guys, uh, for the listeners out there. I appreciate y'all for listening to us. And, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully in 2021 we can grow together and um, hopefully we can keep creating great content. You know, so I'm excited. Yeah, for sure, bro. 2021 is going to be our, our year, bro. I can feel it. Um, But, yeah, that's going to do us do it for us over here at TGH. We appreciate y'all for listening and um, hope to see you in the coming weeks as the season progresses, man. So y'all have a good one. Thank y'all. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment to the podcast. And um, stay tuned for more episodes. Who knocks out everybody and no one can whoop him. That's when that little Cassius Clay from Louisville, Kentucky came up and stopped Sonny Liston, the man who annihilated Floyd Patterson twice. He was going to kill me. But he hit harder than George. His reach was longer than George. He was a better boxer than George. And I'm better now than I was when you saw that 22-year-old undeveloped kid running from Sonny Liston. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaws been broke, been lost, knocked down a couple times. Bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. 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 Last night, I cut the light off my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast. Incredible. And you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him picked. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am.